nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a Golf Passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. <sighs> Hi. Wait, not yet. I'm choking. <laughs> are you going to be okay, my friend? How are you? God, wait. You're right. Well, yeah, but you need mouth to mouth. No. What is taking so long? Uh, it was one of those. Um, it was one of those times where it, something was double clicked. Oh, and so I don't see it up there, so I, I need to refine it again. All right, never mind. I just wasn't made for these times. A nine-year-old boy fatally shot his 13-year-old sister in Mississippi on Saturday afternoon when she refused to hand over a video game controller. No. The victim, Dijon A. White, was shot in the back of the head. Oh. Monroe County Sheriff Cecil Cantrell told reporters, I really apologize. I had a handful of those uh, honey roasted peanuts. I, that always. And they get me for some reason. That's always <clears throat> your, uh, well, in fact. Here we go. I guess I just wasn't made for these times. Uh, Sheriff Cantrell said he had never seen a case like this when he confirmed late Sunday the girl died from her injuries after being rushed to Le Bon Here Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. White's brother wanted the video game controller that was in her possession. He grabbed a gun when she refused, police said. It remains unclear how the firearm used in the shooting had been accessed. And how old is he? Nine. The children's mother was in another room feeding other children lunch at the time. 
The sheriff added that the circumstances of, of the shooting are still being... Oh, this is a nine-year-old that had access to a firearm. This circumstances of the shooting are still being investigated and that he is unsure what consequences the boy will face at this time. Monroe County is in northeast Mississippi. I just wasn't made for these times again. Wow. I guess I just wasn't made for these times. Officials said an Arizona woman was killed after being struck by a self-driving Uber vehicle early Monday, an incident believed to be the first of its kind. The accident in the Phoenix suburb of Tempe caused the company to suspend all testing of self-driving vehicles in cities across the country. Tempe Police Sergeant Ronald Elock, or e. Elcock told Fox 10 Phoenix the woman was walking outside of a crosswalk when she was struck by the vehicle. The self-driving Uber was in autonomous mode at the time of the collision, and there was a vehicle operator behind the wheel. What? Oh. Isn't that when you hit the brake? Uber said on Twitter that the company is fully cooperating with local authorities as the investigation occurs and told the AP it has halted testing of the self-driving vehicles in cities across the country. Uh, Uber CEO Dara Kosh Raushashi tweeted, uh, some incredibly sad news out of Arizona. We're thinking of the victim's family as we work with local law enforcement to understand what happened. Yeah, I'd like Jeez. to know what happened. Well, yeah, I do too. The person that was behind the wheel failed by not overriding the uh, Uber car. The company has been testing autonomous vehicles in Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Toronto, and the greater Phoenix area for months. I would say the test failed. Mm-hmm. The National Transportation Safety Board is sending a team to investigate the crash. Well, all they have to remember is the Uber driver failed by not stopping the car and because reporting isn't what it used to be yeah we we get no addressed in this story it's not even addressed Mm. uh the national traffic safety administration said in a statement to reuters it is in contact with uber volvo federal state and local authorities regarding the incident and they will take appropriate action the company i'm sorry the federal government has the federal government has voluntary voluntary guidelines for companies that want to test autonomous vehicles, leaving much of the regulation up to states. Hmm. Uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation is considering other voluntary guidelines that it says will help foster innovation. But Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, isn't she my friend? Elaine Chow, the former labor secretary. She's my, uh, we yeah. almost had it in a fling, didn't we? I, basically. Yeah. Uh, also, I said... Technology and automobile companies need to allay public fears of self-driving vehicles, citing a poll showing that 78% of people fear riding in an autonomous vehicle. I would I would count myself in that group. I want no part of it. Okay. That's why I just wasn't made for these times. Got it. Understand? I guess I just wasn't made for these times. I bet driverless cars will kill more people than light rail. I uh, won't take that bet because uh, I would agree with you. Light rail's up to what, six or seven? Mm-hmm. 
and uh, which is six or seven more than the concealed carry permit resulted in. Right. Uh, I bet when you get these damn things on the road, uh, can you imagine the havoc that could be wrought by uh, uh, computer freaks who could hack in and figure out how to make these things spin around? Well, sure, that's that's just it. They become an even larger threat then right. to the American public. Or right. even just a snowstorm. Uh, in a snowstorm or icy conditions, all bets are off. The, the, the driverless cars might work well on dry pavement, but not with the uh, weather elements. Well, uh, okay, just just a moment. Okay. Uh, we have one more episode in uh, I Just Wasn't Made for These Times. And one more handful of peanut flesh. No, I better not. <laughs> University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Ain't no nipple base here. Just wasn't made for these times. I guess I just wasn't made for these times. Is the director of social media listening with rapt attention? I hope so. Google was served four sweeping search warrants by Raleigh, North Carolina police last year requesting anonymized location data on all users within areas surrounding crime scenes. In one case, Raleigh police requested information on all Google accounts within 17 acres of a murder, overlapping residences and businesses. Google did not confirm or deny whether it handed over the requested data to police. WRAL reporter Tyler Dukes found four investigations in 2017 where police issued these uniquely extensive warrants. Two murder cases, one sexual battery case, and an arson case that destroyed two apartment complexes and displaced 41 people. Police routinely request information from technology companies. Uh, Google says it shares data with law enforcement about 81% of the time. But these specific cases are remarkable. Instead of finding a suspect and then searching that person's data, police are searching enormous amounts of data to pinpoint a potential suspect. Help me understand that. <clears throat> they're, they're asking Google to give them information on people that... On anyone, well, in the case of this uh, murder... Uh, a- any account within 17 acres of whatever the address was in Raleigh. Any account. So you live in that 17 acres. Uh, Google uh, was asked to provide uh, the police with uh, your everything, your phone, your laptop, your computer. Uh, I don't know about Boy, this. Boy, man. Alive. I don't like it. And I'm, I'm anti-murder. The warrants follow the same template. Police requested location data from all phones that were in the surrounding area of a crime scene, generally within an hour window of when the crime was committed. 
In the homicide and sexual assault warrant, police drew a box surrounding the scene of the crime, then requested the data for everyone within it. In the second homicide case, it was a circle. Police in each case were requesting account identifiers, an anonymized string of numbers unique to each device, and time-stamped location coordinates for every device. Police wanted to review this information, narrow down their list, and then request user names, birth dates, and other identifying information regarding the phone's owners. This information doesn't reveal actual text messages or phone call logs. For that information, police would have to go through a separate warrant process. Disturbingly, if Google is handed over the data, it could be under court order not to notify individual users. Uh, no. Google declined to say whether it released data in any of the Raleigh cases, but representatives from the ACLU and EFF, well, I don't know what that is, recu- reviewed the warrants questioning Raleigh's PD's justification for alarmingly broad searching. For example, the arson and sexual battery cases don't mention whether the attacker even had a cell phone. Mm. The warrants say police are also interested in locating potential witnesses, but how does that necessitate this level of search? Uh, investigations are still ongoing in all four cases. So far, only one has resulted in a suspect being arrested. This is going to be, in many ways, technology is going to be among the ends of us, isn't it? Uh, Yes, Uh, 100%. In one way, shape, or form, driverless cars or uh, 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 giving up of social media information. There's a part of me that says we're getting what we deserve. You know, if you want to be that dependent on a cell phone and a uh, that being dependent online, I, I guess you're you're making an unconscious bargain with the devil to surrender a great deal of your privacy. Because once you uh, put those things out there, they're in the aren't they in the ether forever? But keep this in mind. I, I get where you're. You, you're saying that the path we're headed down in this regard is quite dangerous, correct? Seems to me it is. Well, and I agree with you, but it's almost like, I'm, I'm going to make a weird link here, but the twin shortstop that just got suspended. Okay, Polanco. So it's always, we're trying to stay ahead of the, we're trying to stay ahead of the game. We're trying to stay ahead of the crime where the testing has now evolved to a point where they can catch these guys. Well, technology is the same way where a lot of crime is committed online uh there's a there's a giant black market for people's information that is used against them and used for nefarious things well if the technology then exists for that crime to be stopped that's that's a path we have to head down well it's it's not that the technology exists to stop the crime that the the technology exists to uh uh invade the privacy of people who've had absolutely nothing to do with the crime. Let me, mm-hmm. let me try and make an analogy. Sure. In, uh, in 1960, if there was a murder in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's not fathomable that police would say, uh, we're, uh, we're going to every, uh, person either in a business or a home within 17 acres of this location. I suppose that's plausible, because, you know, police do, they got to wear out their shoe leather and knock on doors and say, okay. did you hear anything funny last night? Where were you at 1 a.m.? Blah, blah, blah. But there's no way, there's no way they can literally get into your personal uh, uh, devices mm-hmm. uh, in 1960 to see what you were up to. And and that's what this seems like to me. 
Uh, <clears throat> then you, then, you know, then there's the old saying, well, sure, I don't care if Google gives the cops the calls I was making. Uh, I have nothing I, to hide. I have nothing. Well, that I don't want to go down that road. Because I, I, someday your ox will be gored. But so how, much, how much freedom are you willing to give up? I understand. And I guess if so much communication in 2018 is done via text message, cell phone call, what have you, that I agree that we we are headed down a dangerous path. But unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Well, you're also, uh, but, but see, here, here's the path you're headed. Down. You're, you're accepting and you're not pushing back. Well, here, here, here the, the thought is forming itself as I speak. Mm-hmm. The path we're heading down is, think of the amazing power that Google has. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not elected. They're not representative. They're not law enforcement. They're not government. They're a, a, a corporate entity that now has the power to have as much information as it could possibly want on anybody who uses their service. <laughs> That's the danger I see. Even prior to going to the cops, Google I mean, let's has say, that let's info. Say, let's say the cops in Raleigh see this as a uh, as a, a tool, uh, an investigative tool. It, it undeniably is an investigative tool. But it's in the hands of people who don't represent us, don't represent our laws, don't represent the common good. It's in the hands of of Silicon Valley corporate executives who now possess this information. Ooh, bad rain's going to fall. Okay. Bad rain's going to fall someday. All right, then let me play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. What What would serve Google then by selling out their own customers, thus... Um, Biting the hand that feeds them, so to speak. I suppose if they're compelled to by a court order. But wouldn't that be the case for anybody? Not just Google, but for anybody else that could be? Yeah, but I suppose you go to a judge and and the judge gives you the search warrant and you go to Google, I suppose they got to act on it. They have to. Your next book. Why aren't you writing a book? It would be a great book. A a Google employee finds out something about uh, a customer and and runs with it and tries to blackmail them and then it unravels into you know the Russians and get the whole thing busty blondes yeah yeah car chase French coats <laughs> flashers yeah you know you throw in some you know yeah I don't have anything else I'll whip that one off throw in some undefeated yeah it's always in there yeah you're it? in there here it is you know what else is undefeated what gravity it wins every time. Gravity's undefeated. You see the two paragliders in the, on the beach in Mexico? Oh, yeah. They ran into each other? Yeah. I did not see that. One falls to their death? Oof. That's why we need helium for balloons. <laughs> right, I guess you got to have enough helium for that. Gra- you know what? Gravity wins. I, I would even say uh, gravity is the is the ultimate winner every time. Undefeated wins, you know. Yeah, but so does gravity. Or gravity every time. Or the Cirque du Soleil uh, guy who just dropped. Uh, yep, uh, because of gravity. Gravity, gravity wins, gravity unfortunately. Wins. Gravity wins. Wait a minute. You no, don't need that. Gonna, nope. You need me to say this. We'll be back in just a moment, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business 
to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale with an extremely long face from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, it's a pretty bad day. Hey, I got a question about those wingsuits. You got, you know the wingsuits where the guys jump off a cliff yeah. and then they soar? Yeah. yeah. Couldn't a guy just, like, fly and hover on an equal plane until he's, you know, just naturally slowed down and then just turn up quickly and land? What the hell are you talking about? You know, land by himself without crashing. You know, like taking a glider down. Well, how do they land now? I don't know. I always thought they like dove into the uh, water. Or I something. thought they go up. Isn't it? I think they have a parachute. Oh yeah, they got it. You can get them. You can get down. I'm just wondering. I'm just curious yeah. as to why they can't just naturally slow themselves Why don't down. Don't you keep anymore. working on that theory while you read your report? I will. Well, the Wright brothers had something going. <laughs> uh, bad day in the stock market today, and you can blame this on social media. Facebook is being heavily criticized for the way it manages some user data. That has led to weakness in the tech sector and is dragging down the entire market. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 390 points. The NASDAQ composite off 161, and the S&P 500 is down 46. 45 trade groups are petitioning the Trump administration to halt plans to levy tariffs on China and to work instead with other nations to press Beijing to end restrictions on foreign firms. The groups say imposing heavy tariffs would, uh, tariffs would trigger a chain reaction of negative consequences for the U.S. U.S. economy. The ride-hailing service Uber has suspended its self-driving car program after a pedestrian was struck and killed by one of its self-driving cars overnight in Tempe, Arizona. It's believed to be the first known fatality of a pedestrian from a driverless car. Uber is temporarily pulling its self-driving cars off the roads in Tempe, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Toronto, where it has been testing them. Commencing garage logic segment number eight. Here's John Height. That, that, can't, that cannot be the first time you've ever heard <laughs> the that. The first time I've ever heard wow. that. Wow. Thanks, Joe. We can't say. No. It's cloudy and 43 degrees. Like a butterface. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my okay. God, Joe, either. too. Yeah. Uh, this update is brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. The twins are. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what? wait a minute. We will find you acting on your best <laughs> No, you did it wrong. <laughs> Do it again. Show. Put the music up. No, Put okay, the music up. All right, Johnny, you're going to do the news okay, or what? Yeah, I guess. Twins playing the Pirates this afternoon. Uh, it's 7-3 Twins. They're in the eighth. The Twins with home <laughs> runs from Brian Dozier and Miguel Sano. In fact, Miguel Sano with three hits, including that home run in that ball game. I have a question, John. Yes, Chris. So I looked at the old lineup for the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and what I says to the Pirates, yeah. they have a DH in the lineup today. And it's in their ballpark, right? And yesterday when they played the Phillies, they, they didn't have a, a DH. I, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I think they I agree, the two teams agree to go one way or the other. I see. I, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Is Barry still on their team? <laughs> With shortstop. No. no. Jorge Polanco says the steroid he's being suspended for using was in what he thought was a B12 and iron supplement. He told reporters. Uh, we don't know that. He told reporters today he apologizes to family, friends, and the team and takes full responsibility for the test. Major League Baseball has suspended him for 80 games. He also will not be eligible to play in the playoffs this year if the Twins make it to the playoffs. 
Women golfer season is over. Oregon beating them 101-73 last night in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Minnesota's 24 wins this season were its most in 13 seasons. News notes from today. This afternoon, former Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty announced he's forming a campaign committee to explore a possible run for governor this year. The announcement doesn't mean that he's declaring his candidacy to to return to the job that he held from 2003 to 2011, just that he is exploring the possibility. He confirmed the news in a release this afternoon saying he would make a final decision on running soon. The statement said, as I continue to explore a campaign for governor, I filed a campaign committee today to meet the requirements of Minnesota law. Friday marked Pawlenty's final day as a Washington banking lobbyist. He had declared earlier this year he would not be a candidate for the U.S. Senate in 2018. There had been speculation he would run for the Senate seat that came open when Democrat Al Franken stepped down. Minnesota Senate passed a bill this afternoon handing over $10 million to fix the state's new license and registration system, Midlars. The $93 million system that took a decade to plan was rolled out in July has been plagued by problems ever since. Additionally, the Department of Public Safety is asking for another $43 million to fix those problems, including backlogs that have frustrated drivers. Investigators aim to determine what caused a fire Sunday in a vacant St. Paul house scheduled for demolition. St. Paul Fire Department said crews responded shortly after noon yesterday to the 700 block of Duluth Street where they found heavy smoke coming from the roof of a house. Fire was extinguished. A search was conducted. No injuries. The structure is registered as a vacant building scheduled for demolition. Eight fire crews with a total of 35 firefighters on the scene for about two hours. The fire remains under investigation. Speaking in New Hampshire this afternoon, President Trump admitted a majority of Americans may not be ready to support the death penalty for the really bad pushers and abusers. He said it's possible that our country is not ready for that, and I can understand it maybe, although personally I can't understand it. He added, I think unless you do that, unless you have really, really powerful penalties led by the death penalty for the really bad pushers and abusers, we are going to get nowhere. He also said uh, his administration would be addressing the problem of overprescribing of opioids, adding the Department of Justice is looking, in his words, very seriously into bringing litigation against drug companies. Uh, Trump said that he would make make sure virtually all prescriptions reimbursed by the federal government follow best practices for prescribing, will ensure, he said, opioid addiction is not subsidized by the American taxpayer. He told the crowd, best way to beat the drug crisis is to keep people from getting hooked on drugs to begin with. Don't prescribe them. That's what I don't understand. What do you mean? I think that's what he's saying. Well, what? Don't prescribe them. Don't prescribe them. Go take a couple of Advil. Okay. What the hell? How complicated can this be? Well, what if you really need it? I don't know what determines that. I guess it must be serious pain. Maybe driverless doctors. Maybe that's it. Robots. Or incentives. Oh, maybe it would be robots? (laughs) Cynthia Nixon. You know what you should, honestly, Joe, you know what you need to do? What? You need to have. I need to stop eating these peanuts. Well, you need to do that, number one. You might have an allergy. I'm going to take out a bait. If I I see you over there, I'm going to hit in your head with the baseball bat. Didn't happen the last time I took him last week. No. Took him. It's like a drug. I took some peanuts. <laughs> hey, you took some peanuts. You should have an off-air, off-the-record conversation with someone in the industry about uh, pharmaceuticals. I'm I'm dead serious. You should. What do you Ooh. mean? I know people in the business. Well, then you should have an off-the-record conversation. We have an over-medicated uh, society. Oh, no kidding. That's why I say, don't do me any favors, Doc. Tell me I'm going to hurt for about two weeks. So you can't make the link on your own? You can't do the link then? Is that... 
Yeah, I guess I, I'm not making the link you want me to make. Penis, penis. What am I going to do with penis? <laughs> what link am I supposed to be making? The fact that there are uh, incentives for people to... Money pers- to be made. There somewhere. you Follow go. Follow the money is yeah. what he's saying. There you go. All right. Yeah. Cynthia Nixon, a progressive activist and actress best known for playing Miranda on Sex in the City, announced today she She's would, a redhead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She announced today she's challenging New York Governor Andrew Cuomo in a Democratic primary. Rook, did you like Sex in the City or Sex in the City 2 better? Which one? I haven't seen either one. Okay. Did they, they made movies too? Oh, yeah. There was a sequel. I did not. Oh, well, yeah. It was a TV show. It was a it was series, also, and then they also made a couple of movies. The movie after. After. What's, yeah. her, uh, what's her point? What's her uh, uh, platform? Uh, Nixon's known as an ally. More sex in the city? Known <laughs> as an ally of New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, oh, who often finds himself at odds with Cuomo. Uh, the governor, who was first elected in 2010, is running for a third term. Uh, Nixon largely has left acting for activism in recent years. Her announcement video does not mention Cuomo by name, but does not, quote, Politicians who care more about headlines and power than they do about us. Hmm. Walmart would love for you to invite them into your home. Nope. Retail giant said today that in April, it will roll out a service in more than two thousands of its stores that allows customers to summon independent workers to assemble and install a range of products like appliances, furniture, and electronics. Walmart has been testing the service, which is offered through Home Services app Handy in Atlanta in 25 stores. You ever use that app handy, Joe? Nope. Okay. Retailing Giants Move comes as Amazon expands its home service offerings <laughs> such as plumbers and dog walkers. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I just should not look up. You should even, you John, up, you John, have to plow through these Sometimes my off-air actions are just for, yeah. you know, what the hell. I should just put the, the copy in front of my face right. and never look uh, up. right. The retail, That's what your wife says. The retailing giant's move comes as Amazon expands its, expands its home service offerings, such as plumbers and dog walkers, and as retailers have been looking at convenience as another means to entice customers. In that vein, Walmart earlier this month expanded a service providing same-day delivery of groceries ordered online. Now, there are services that do that already, that if you buy something, uh, you call them and they'll come put it together for you. So I guess I don't know why the retailer has to offer it. Mm. So there you go. Well, I know that IKEA, you can have that stuff put together. Uh, that actually was part of the story that I... Uh, I uh, omitted? Omitted, thank mm-hmm. you, yes. Uh, I actually just had a piece of exercise equipment put together by a company that does that. Just call them up, say, hey, here you go, here's 40 bucks. Uh, I, I still, uh, Reber's enlightened me. I said last year I had a million-dollar idea. Somebody comes to your house and cleans your grill. Apparently that's what? available. Really? Why would you need that? Well, because I don't want to do it. Well, okay, I got a kid that will come over. Well, it's a big grill. grill. Yeah, I got a kid. I got a kid that, as a result of him working for Fratelloni's, can assemble grills in his sleep. Does he know how to clean them? Yes, but it's probably going to cost you. Yeah, this kid doesn't work cheap. Don't don't you clean them when you use them? I mean, well, I scrape no, the crud yeah, off yeah, the grill. Yeah, yeah, let them go. I agree with Joe. You, I I don't do any extra. I mean, I you know. Well, you're grilling a greasy burger, you're going to get juice all over. Well, yeah, you clean it when you're done cooking. No. (laughs) (laughs) I got things to do. That grill's just trying to to hold me up at that point. I see. I'm not, I'm speaking for myself. I wasn't, uh, don't be so defensive. (laughs) A little defensive there, Jeff. Yeah, don't get so defensive there, cowboy. Okay. Okay. What the hell? I think we got it. All right. Nicole Mitchell. Yep.
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Here's Nicole Mitchell in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Hey guys, well, we are looking at a temperature right now of 41 degrees under cloudy skies, so that's about average for this time of year. Overnight tonight, 26, but by early morning, we're looking at some light snow. It's pretty light, but it's chances through the course of the day up until about the evening commute, so about a half inch to an inch. Hopefully, it doesn't slow you down too much, but you know how people slow down sometimes when there's any moisture on the roads. And then after we clear out of that, Wednesday, Thursday, a little bit more sunshine, then Friday and Saturday a system that we're watching with a little more moisture it looks like and right on the dividing line where we could be seeing rain or snow with that so we'll be watching that carefully and i know i did it for you last hour i got a little ahead of myself but i'll give you those uh, records anyway again this hour so the record for today 79 degrees from 2012 and the record low minus 15 set way back in 1875 all right thank you I was just looking at video on the Daily Mail of about a year old Ferrari getting crushed at the at the scrapyard. Okay, and interesting. I wonder why. Well, to make a long story short, the police confiscated the car from a a guy named Khan, and they claimed that he stole the car. He was able to demonstrate that he didn't, and then the police said, "Well, it's uninsured and not roadworthy." Uh, and so they they uh, commissioned it to be destroyed. And I'm thinking this is the most this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Really dumb. Why don't you uh, sell it and, auction and get money, get proceeds? Why well, do I don't I don't understand it. I didn't have time to read the whole story. <clears throat> Why in the hell would you uh, destroy it? There yeah, was, you could get uh, what, Ferrari. You could get what for? How much? This thing was worth a minimum of two hundred grand. Yeah. Uh. You know, I love the Royals. Oh, by the way, I, before you even get to that, I went to the auto show oh, yeah. on uh, on Saturday. And um, I think this year was a new and improved auto show. The luxury car, mm-hmm. it was in a, a room all by, a hall all by itself. Luxury cars? Cars. So there were really the Bentleys and the uh, the Alfa Romeos and all the other. Uh, they had some really nice uh, rides in there. Mm-hmm. And I sat in a Jag. Yeah. And the Jaguar, there's just nothing like it. Is that your story? Well, yeah, I'm just saying it was nice to sit in a a, a Jag and the uh, the uh, Infinity, that QX80. You texted me. Uh, uh, does, is Reavers aware of what you texted me? Uh, no. Uh, he texted me a picture of a minivan hmm. with the side door open that reveals a, a chair to come down to the ground. And yeah, I'm showing him as we speak. So like an assisted. The, yeah, get in and out of the chair. He thought he was being really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I got your minivan uh, for down the road here. And, I can uh, see the old mayor. No, I, I don't. Oh, yeah. No. And then look at the other one I sent him. He said, Which send one? me a picture of... Uh, uh, I asked him to send me a picture of a specific car, and he sent me a picture. And I said, nice. It's a nice picture of a light you just sent me. You wanted to see, I think, the... I wanted to the see vo- the whole car. You sent me a picture of a headlight. But I think that was a Ford Focus or something like that. I don't that. know what I'd it was. I'd already left the... Uh, I don't know what it was. Volkswagen. You know I love the Royals, don't you? I know you do. You're well, a big I'm Royal I'm sorry. Fan. I'm jumping ahead of myself. What was the attendance like at the car show? This was this was on St. Patrick's Day in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was busy. Good. It, I'm glad for the uh, auto show guys that it was busy. Any antiques on display? I, I did not see one. <clears throat> you know I love the Royals. You know, you've been a big fan of the Royals, as you've stated the I last watched, couple of times. Uh, 
The Crown. Uh, the first two seasons of The Crown. I got to get back in it. We've we, it has eluded me. Well, now there's a new book coming out uh, about Prince Charles called Rebel Prince, and uh, how it doesn't portray him kindly. I, he's, he seems like you know his boys seem really nice. Mm-hmm. He just seems like he was the little Lord Fauntleroy. After being portrayed as a cold-hearted, adulterous villain for much of his marriage to the late Princess Diana, Prince Charles' image has undergone a restoration in the two decades that have passed since her death. This includes what appears to be a warmer relationship with sons William and Harry. Let me let me stop right there. Uh, <clears throat> if if fifty percent of the crown, if fifty percent was the truth, then. There was, there's no shot at Charles being a normal guy. Okay. He had no upbringing whatsoever. Zero. Zilch. I think that's kind of what made him awkward. He was humiliated at every step of the way. He was made to go to his the school Prince Philip went to. He, he was humiliated there. He was not ready for uh, social interaction. Uh, they're, they're, those kids were raised in a really lousy situation. Well, do you think that's part reason in part that Diana... That's if 50% of it is true. 50%. Do you think that's why Diana took so uh, so many drastic measures to make sure those boys were somewhat normally raised? I guess. Charles uh, will not be pleased with Rebel Prince, the power, passion, and defiance of Prince Charles, a new expose by British investigative writer Tom Bauer, set to publish March 22nd in the U.K., ahead of Prince Harry's May 19 wedding and Charles' 70th birthday. Uh, It's not clear when the book will be available in the U.S. Uh, Bauer has written controversial bios of Virgin founder Richard Branson, Formula One boss Bernie Ecclestone, former Prime Ministers Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, and Mohammed Fayed, the the father of uh, Diana's beau, Dodie Fayed. Was this what he does? He just he writes uh, expose novels, not expose, but a press secretary for Prince Charles declined to comment on Bauer's book. Bauer asserts Williams had to get the Queen to intervene when Charles showed disrespect to Kate's mother. When William and Kate took their kids to spend Christmas with the Middletons in Buckleberry instead of with the Royals at Sandringham in Norfolk. His father believed they were enjoying a close relationship with the grandchildren at his expense. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Uh, he was jealous. He was jealous that the uh, the, the grandkids of, of the others were enjoying the grandkids more than he was able to because he wasn't with them. Okay. Charles was worried with the that the public would ignore him and Camilla in favor of William and Kate. His concern was seemingly validated when Canada asked him to postpone his own tour until after his son and daughter-in-law had visited. <laughs> yeah, that would... Uh... Charles seems like he's frustrated. He never could get ahead of the game. Doesn't it seem like that? That's and right. with Philip as his old man, Philip seems like he's just kind of a... He was blind to his son's resentment of Camilla. Uh, Bauer writes that Camilla's presence in the early years after Diana's death damaged Charles' relationship with his sons. Uh, uh, the author said that the staff at Clarence House, Charles' London residence, noticed that the boys made use of the servants' entrance to avoid running into either their dad or Camilla. 
Uh, he's super self-indulgent, and it's all to get back at his father. Sources interviewed by Bauer say Charles' fondness for finery, including his preference for private planes and trains, is a form of revenge against Prince Philip, who insisted that he attend his alma mater, the decidedly unluxurious Gordonstown School in Scotland, instead of Eton. Charles once sent two bedrooms worth of furniture ahead of overnight visits to friends. Bauer claims that before one visit to a friend in the north, he dispatched a truck to ferry the entire contents of his and Camilla's bedrooms, complete with his own bed, linens, toilet seat, liquor, bottled water, and art. What was the school again? I think Uh, that was a misprint. Gordonstown. No, it was Chef Gordon Ramsay's culinary uh, school of... (laughs) No, it was Gordonstown. Oh, okay. But that all comes out in the crown. Right. If I say 50% of the crown is true, none of this would surprise me. None of this would because he hated me. always being yelled at in the kitchen. That's mm. why he was so ah, upset. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, the sun out. I can't tell. All I know is five years ago today, people were playing golf. I see some shadows. Five years ago yesterday, it was 79. I think five years ago today, didn't uh, Nicole say it was 79? Yep. Courses were open. Yes. Streets were in better shape. Spring had sprung. Potholes, man. Motorcyclists were out. Pioneer Press had the big expose on potholes today. Something to consider in fairness. Because St. Paul's one of the state's oldest cities it kind of stands the reason it has the oldest streets aha uh-huh. yeah. 1500 espn is kstp st paul minneapolis sports is next it's 40 